Chapter 7 Monday morning at 11.30, Kay is heading up the steps of Army Headquarters. It is a very dull day. She hopes this is not a bad omen. Thinking of Paul puts a spring back in her step. It was wonderful how he arrived at the Friday afternoon tea dance. He knew his sister Susan had the afternoon off and would be there. Susan had been a little annoyed with Kay for not telling her about Paul. When she had seen Paul and Kay dancing together, all she could do was smile. Kay, now smiling, remembers where she is heading, and it is short-lived. What am I heading into? she asked herself. She had known lots of soldiers who had been injured and had returned to duty without having been summoned to headquarters. Kay is now sitting outside room 42B on the fourth floor of the building. It was a dull hallway with no creature comforts to be seen. This surprised Kay. The door of room 42B opened and a soldier invited her to follow him. Thank God there's only one soldier, thought Kay. The room is very large and bright. It can be divided into two. She notices on one side is a table that can sit at least 20 people. There is a dark wooden desk on the other side. This is where she is being led to. God, am I supposed to shake his hand or salute? She salutes the general who is still standing holding out his hand, so she takes it. No standing on ceremony this morning, Private Broderick. Won't you please sit down? Sergeant, will you please bring some refreshments? Tea or coffee, Kay? Tea, Kay replied, in deep shock at him using her first name. The sergeant excuses himself and is leaving the room. I feel like I'm made of stone. I don't think I've ever... Being this close to a general before, she thought. We will forgo the formalities for the moment, Kay. Kay's heart starts to pump fast and hard. I'm General Linden, he said. Kay said nothing to him. She is looking at him with suspicion. We have been very pleased with the progress you have made since taking up your posting in London. It has been very impressive. Kay is releasing a breath, trying to untense her muscles. How have you been after your hospital stay? It sounds like he thinks I've been on holidays, thought Kay. Your medical report, I have it here. My medical file, he has it here. Has he something bad to tell me? This is not going to be forced on you, Kay. God, he's using my first name again. You can stay in your current posting if you think this new posting will be too much for you. Kay starts to relax again. I love my present job, uh, replied Kay. Why, every time I start to settle in some place, everything changes, thought Kay. You said I don't have to take this posting, asked Kay. Yes, that's right. 
We very much hope you will. Okay. We want you to, to, to consider working with the resistance in France. Kay is sitting there stunned as a knock is heard on the door. The general says, enter. The tea tray has arrived. Kay is so, so out of it, she hasn't even noticed the chocolate biscuits. Now on their own again, Kay has found the chocolate biscuits. It's a lot to take in, I know. You will have two months before you will have to decide. If you say yes to giving the training a go, you will start training this day next week. Kay remembers her dream of World War I and the terrible conditions. Could they be as bad? Surely not, she thought. If you commit to the training, we can take it from there, encouraged uh, General Linden. Kay takes a deep breath and says, yes. The general lifts up his cup and says, now we can enjoy these. Kay smiles, not sure why, as she reaches out for another chocolate biscuit. This is a whole lot for me to take in. Kay's reaching for another biscuit. I'm nervous eating. I will have to stop. I, he'll think I eat like a pig. The first stage of your training concerns language skills. Do you speak any other languages? Yes, I speak Irish. I don't think that will be of much help, although it does show an aptitude for language. It's German and French we will need you to be fluent in. I'm starting to feel excited about this challenge, said Kay. You will be working with two language experts. They have chosen you for the job. I see you have worked in the fashion and jewellery industries. That will be very helpful with finding your cover in France. You will be based in Paris to start with. Now go, get yourself organised and say your goodbyes. Kay's heart sinks a little. When you finish the first phase of your training, you will be sent home on long leave. Do you still want to take this on, Kay? Kay smiled. I joined the army to see some of the world. Good, Susan is still on duty, Kay says, letting herself into the room, and the others are out. I need a bit of a long time to get all this straight in my head. I'll meet Susan after shift and we can go down to the basement and I'll fill her in as much as I can. I feel safe talking down there. There's not much I can tell her. Looking at her watch, she is heading out of the room again. What are you doing here? How did it go? asks an excited Susan. Downstairs, and I will fill you in as much as I can, smiled Kay. In the basement room now. I've been transferred. Where? No, silly question. I know you can't say. It's a need to know basis, and I don't even know. I'll apply for transfer too, said Susan. No, it won't help. 
I'll need you here if possible for when I can get a use of a phone. I need a big favour. Will you help me break the news to Paul? You will probably be our only link. He'll go mad. You're the only girlfriend he has ever acted like a puppy dog around. He has a bad fear, said Susan. I feel the same way, said Kay. How soon? I have my travel warrant for next Sunday. So soon, sighed Susan, giving Kay a big hug as tears filled both their eyes as they promised to always stay in touch. Now, heading back upstairs. I won't be long. I'm just going to give Rachel a quick call. We'll have to make the most of this call. I've been transferred. I'm travelling on Sunday. Where to? Oh, you can't say I know, said Rachel. I don't know anything yet either. Mam will be so disappointed. She will miss the Wednesday night calls. She loves heading out and having a porter on the way home, said Rachel. I know. Some good news. I have been given long leave in about six weeks, said Kay. I should be able to get some at the same time. We can both be at home. No, don't do that. Two visits are always better than one. You're right, said Rachel. When are you off this week? I'll head up to see you. Wednesday afternoon till Thursday night. I'll be on the first train on Wednesday morning. Kay is on the train heading to XXXXX. She is both excited and nervous. Her suitcase is full of books and copybooks and pens. These are things she loves. What she had taken comfort in when she was raised in the orphanage in Ireland. I'm back at school again, she thinks, and smiles. I hope it's more comfortable than my last school. That won't be hard, she whispers to herself. She is met at the station by a driver and car. She smiles at the memory of the mad scramble she had been part of the first time she had been met at a station. The mad scramble to climb up onto the truck with suitcases flying everywhere as they shouted. Not a comfortable pair of shoes in sight. Now her case has been carried. The car door is open for her now. It felt good. She is moving up in the world. Within moments, they're passing through the countryside. It is a mild, pleasant day. The fields look beautiful. She can see the land girls working and thinks of Carmen. She has forgotten to tell her with all the excitement that went on with Paul. She looks at her left hand and smiles at a diamond ring on her finger. He had wanted to marry straight away. She had said no, so he had settled for the engagement. She couldn't explain why she couldn't marry him at the moment. She would have dearly loved to, 
All she could tell him was, it might be years before he would even see or hear from her again. Much as she loved him, she needed to follow her own life. Hopefully it would lead back to Paul. It was then that he insisted on the engagement. Susan had been a great support, a tower of strength to the both of them, the one link they might both be able to keep from time to time. Kay hoped, but had said nothing. Now the car is driving through the prettiest village Kay has ever seen. It's like something from a the Tudor times, with its straw-roofed houses and white and black wooden beams making a pattern across their proud fronts. There is no feeling of war here. She hopes the car will stop in this village. It didn't. It's two hours later and many, many little villages before they are stopped outside large green metal gates. Now they are being opened for them to drive through. Now heading up a long winding driveway, rows of large sycamore trees growing on either side of the driveway. They look hundreds of years old. As they get closer to the large house, there is a circle of pine trees. Kay rolls down the window and takes a deep breath. The air in London is always so full of smoke and dust. Now Kay was walking up a new set of steps. Funny, thought Kay. I seem to be always walking up steps every time my life changes. It's like stepping into another world. Nobody is speaking English. There is not a uniform in sight except mine and the driver's, thought Gay. A lady welcomes her, and what must be French? It's too soft to be German, Kay guessed, as she smiled and nodded at her. She didn't want to speak and break the spell. It was now... She was now following the lady into a large meeting room. Once the door was closed, the lady turned to Kay and said, I'm your commanding officer. She held out her hand for Kay to shake. Here we learn to act like civilians again. We need to blend into our cover seamlessly. This is the only room in which English may be spoken. It's very popular room in the evenings with the new recruits for a couple of weeks. As you can imagine, you will only wear uniform when leaving this compound. You will not be bringing uniform with you once you start your cover. You are one of ten students, all with different assignments. I hope you will thrive here. We are a close woven group and we have to depend on each other quite a bit. Along with your language study there will be combat training. Are you up to that at the moment? I'll give it a go. I'm getting stronger every day said Kay. 
Don't push too hard. It's your brain we're after. When you pass to the second phase of your training, you will be working with a French fashion designer. The German offices are very vain about their uniforms, so you will be able to get close to them. Not too close. Use your eyes and ears only. The fact that you're very blonde with blue eyes will help. Kay smiled at the memory of Rachel getting punned in as Eva Braun. Maybe you have the wrong sister, she thought. All day long, the sound of German and French has been ringing in my ears and I'm enjoying it, thought Kay. In class, they worked in twos, swapping from French to German all day long. Most of the other students were fluent in one of the languages, either German or French. This was why they had been chosen. You can put me down for a challenge any day, smiled Kay to herself. She was starting to think in French already. They were all to choose a new name. Now, Kay becomes Paula. A rose by any other name, thought Paula. Paula had found it quite stressful wondering what was going to be her next step. She now seemed to be better at German than French, which surprised her. French sounded so romantic and musical. German more forceful and guttural. I'm an actor at heart, she thought. Now swapping back and forth between the two languages all day worked. How it did, she could not understand, but it did. She lived for the two hours each night when she could speak in English. As the weeks passed, no one bothered to speak English anymore. The days flowed seamlessly into their nights, a sign that they were now ready to move forward to the next stage of their training. They all had to now head off and start the next stage of their training, starting to build their new life.